1: What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Wizards finally get to see a pool party. Let's get to it.
0: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, The Real Ed Oliver, and Brandon Scott. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, so Jordan Poole finally—I mean, I'm not gonna say finally—he's had a couple good games before, but this really felt like his breakout game. This felt like the first game where we saw what we've been waiting for, man, for the guy to, you know, ascend and play like he did in Golden State, oh, yeah. and put up a 30-point game and just ball out and play like that and have a have a pool party. We just haven't seen it uh, much here so far. So, Brandon, what are your thoughts? We're gonna we're gonna recap the Thunder game first and then get into the Cavs game because there was a game, another game over the weekend. But uh, what was your thoughts quickly on the Thunder game? And um, and then we'll go over the Cavs game.
2: Got you, got you. Um, looking at the Thunder game, man, uh, Friday night, uh, losing 147 to 106 and OKC. Uh, the big thing, you know, I guess you, you want to pinpoint a reason we lost. I mean, we got rebounded by 10, 60 to 50. But defense was the name of the game for the Wizards. I mean, we we gave, uh, let's see, OKC shot almost 60% overall and 50 from three so i mean defense stayed in the locker room but looking at the individual performance um we're going to start with uh bagley obviously 15 points 14 rebounds bagley looked really really good um he looked really good in okc kuzma uh efficiency wise shot 50 percent uh but only 14 points we're used to him being that 20 plus score um kind of a slower game for him but 14 points four boards uh black Bil- bali looked decent i mean 11 points five rebounds shot four for ten for the field two for five from three but he's definitely becoming less hesitant to take those jumpers uh sham very slow night 18 minutes but only three rebounds uh no points shooting over two from the field overall and tyus jones five points six assists so kind of a slow game for him too because only six assists um and, and only shooting two, eight, two for eight from the field so a very underwhelming game for the starting five but looking at the bench this is where the this is where the magic happened, right? Uh, Corey Kiss for 20 points, six, shooting 6 for 12, 3 for 7 for 3, and Jordan Poole. Now, I get it. I get it. You know, 21 points. Efficiency did take a hit, shooting 7 for 19, 2 for 8 from uh, three-point range, but I'll say this. um, He was aggressive, and I like what I see. Coming off the bench, 21 points. Obviously, you want to see him take more, you know, high percentage shots, and then you're really working on that efficiency, but Overall, like what I saw. So, you know, looking at the Thunder game, it was a bloody. I mean, defense stayed in the locker room. (laughs) It was just an ugly game on the defensive side. But offensively, you know, Kisper, look. Kisper, you know, we say a lot about um, Denny taking that step and having that breakout campaign. But I've been saying lately, man, you know, Kisper is definitely, I think he's breaking out too because, you know, you really see what he can really do. He's that guy who provides great energy, great points off the bench. I mean, 20 20 points, shooting 6 for 12. So, officially, has not been his problem man. and you know he's definitely efficient through 7 3 so um jordan poole again you know him and kispert big reason why the satans i'm not gonna say stay in this game because that's 145 points but i mean they, they were the ones who shined. i mean if anybody shines in this game because like i said this was a hard game i mean you, you're going against a, a really good team in the okc thunder man and oklahoma city and i mean sga man there's a reason why his name is in the mvp talks because he is definitely on a whole new gear this season man so he's definitely a guy that i'm looking forward in. he's definitely a guy i like i like watching man sga you can just see i mean he's just a monster man because i mean if you look at their stat line i mean sga 30.7 rebound nine assists nine for, nine for the, from the charity strike so he definitely got to the paint or not to the paint to the free throw line so i mean this talent gap i mean the defense stay in the locker room and they're, they're a contender in the western conference for a reason so.
1: yeah i mean you you basically summed it up there I, I don't have much to say about the thunder game i guess we'll Talk more about the Cavs game, which is more of a high note. But yeah, losing 106 to 147. Danny did not play. Uh, They couldn't get stops defensively, obviously, given 147 points in the game. The Thund- Thunder shot 20 for 40 from the three point line, 50%, 81% from the free throw line, 30 assists. Uh, Shea got 30. Chet Holmgren was able to do whatever he felt like doing. Uh, they just, they weren't able to get any stops at all. Uh, they gave up 58 points in the paint. We scored for which is about the same, but we never had a lead. We had a three point lead at one point. Uh, and the Thunder's largest lead was 46, which is basically what it was. 106 to 46. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a legitimate contender. The Thunder are playing really good basketball right now, 39 to 17. Uh, they had some really good wins under their belt. Chet Holmgren, their team has just really developed really nicely. Uh, over the past couple of years and they're basically what we want to model our our team after. You know, you look at yeah. you know um Will Dawkins and Michael Winger coming from that Thunder Tree. I mean, they we're just looking at what we want to do in the next couple of years. So, um yeah, they they basically uh taught taught the Wizards a lesson basically all night with the, with a nasty blow. But let's start off with the Cavs here. Jordan Poole pool party has oh, a great game. Took the lead, had what, 10 straight points, hit two threes, shot a three from a logo, which was yeah. still a questionable shot. But I mean, when he's feeling it and he's yeah. hot, it's like we're fine with those shots. But, you yeah. know, in the, in the games where he's one for 12 and he's shooting these deep threes and 20 seconds left on the soccer, I was like, no, don't shoot it. But when he's hot like that, he, he's in a rhythm, he's playing a good ball. So I have no problem with it. I'm just happy to see him coming off the bench and playing well. And playing with confidence, I think for the rest of the year, he should come off the bench. I think even next year when he's on the roster, yep. he should still come off the bench. Because I think it's just a confidence thing for him. It's just a comfortable, comfortability, a comfortable thing for him. Him being on ball, having the ball more. you know, He's still playing with Tyus here and there, staggering their minutes and whatnot. But yeah. when he's on the ball, bringing the ball up, kind of orchestrating, he's able to freelance. He's able to do more isolation. He's just able to be himself more. Coming off the bench, and he just looks more comfortable out there. I, of course, no Denny out there. Corey didn't play. Blau got injured in what the first couple minutes of the game. Yeah, uh, so many guys out. He just had to step up and take over. We don't. We're not. We're not in this game without him. You know, he kept us in the game, and he really gave us a good chance to win this ball game. So I was happy for it. And defensively, he played hard too. Yeah, uh, ended good. up fouling out in the game. So you you see his effort when he plays offense well. That's when he plays better defensively. Which of course we want to see him play defense well in general, not just because he's having a good offense Even though he's not more, he's not known as a defensive player, but that's just not his forte at all. But um, yeah, I mean, he's the big story of the game. You know, yeah. him getting the crowd hyped after we hear the the boos, him being booed so much, and the F Jordan pool chance and whatnot. So it's good to see him get the crowd hyped and get the crowd involved. Uh, awesome game for him. Sidestep threes, getting to the basket. I mean, that's just that's the Jordan pool that we traded for. That's yeah. what we traded for. And maybe he is a keeper. We'll see. You know, I mean, you know, if he plays like this, maybe as a keeper, but, you know, we'll see, you know, later down the line, we'll worry about trading him or whatever they try, decide to do in the future. But now that that looks like a guy that, you know, looks like he wants to play, he wants to be here, is motivated. And that's just what we weren't seeing in the last couple games. And the last time we played the Cavs, he had zero points. So for him to go from zero points to 31 against a good defensive team with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, I mean, Evan Mobley, those guys, uh, it was great to see that. So overall, just from the roster standpoint, the reason why they lost the game is the pick and roll defense was awful. They couldn't stop uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley in the paint at times. Uh, Donovan and Darius Garland, they gave up two big threes to him back-to-back. Yeah, That was huge. Down the stretch, it was kind of stagnant. Kuz couldn't hit shots down the stretch. He had a good game, but down the stretch of that fourth quarter, he struggled, just the whole team struggled as a whole. Uh, the defensive backcourt with Tyus and Jordan Poole is just, it's just not a good defensive backcourt. We already know that during the, you know, the whole season. Uh, so, definitely, they had a lot of chances to win the game. Bagley played well. I thought he he uh, gave effort defensively, was good, was, did, did a good job rebounding. Rashawn Holmes, I like what he, what I saw from him. Had an alley-oop dunk, got to the free throw line a couple times. Uh, Shemet was a little erratic up and down. Johnny Davis, I guess we'll talk about him later. Just another disappointing <laughs> performance from him. Uh, five fouls. It's just, you you, you got to yeah. be smarter than that. Uh, but, like I said, I'm still not giving up on the young man, but he, he's just got to be smarter than that. And, um, yeah, I think overall they play with effort and were competitive throughout the game, but down the stretch, they got to get back on defense, and just those threes that they were giving up down the stretch to really hurt them. And then the beginning of the game, the pick-and-roll defense was terrible. Uh, allow Evan Mobley and, and Jared Allen to put up big numbers against them. Uh, Jared Allen had a double-double in the third quarter, an easy, easy double-double, and then Evan Mobley uh, was able to score pretty easily as well. They, just kept, they kept Donovan Mitchell in check for the most part. Donovan Mitchell, he didn't really need to do much. Yeah. Because uh, with Mobley and Jared Allen putting up 22, Garland 17, it's kind of like he just kind of – Fell in line there. Caris LeVert had a really good game tonight, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love the effort from the team. I mean, guys stepped up, Jordan Poole stepped up, Rashawn Holmes had a had a good game, shemet with 15, Kuzma with 27, and Bagley with nine and nine. So uh Tyus offensively didn't give much, only shot the ball four times, 10 assists. Uh but yeah, I mean, I, I love the effort from Jordan Poole tonight.
2: Look, man, I mean, this is the Jordan Poole we thought we were getting from Golden State in that trade. I mean, this is the guy we were looking for. This is the guy that, look, I I had high regards for this, for Jordan Poole coming over, man, because of this performance right here. This is my expectation. You know, um, this is what he's capable of doing, and that's why you know it was it's very unfortunate to see him starting slow and having all these issues. You know, fighting on the court and immaturity stuff. Because man, when he's locked in, when the confidence is high, you see what he can do. He could play at an all star level. So the big thing now is like I'm, I'm proud of what I saw tonight, man. You know, he he was electrified. I mean, he played a daggone pretty good game. I mean, come off the bench, I mean, look, 37 minutes. um, So he still puts starter numbers, but he was that guy that we need off the bench. 31 points, five rebounds, five assists, shot 11 for 21. He was efficient. Six for 13 from three. I mean, other than the fouls, I have nothing negative to say about his performance. I mean, hyping up the crowd. I mean, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for right here. If he can do this on a consistent basis, we have definitely found a diamond in the rough. And we found a guy that could be a cornerstone. And if you add that to the the, the young core and Denny Bilal and Kisper, we're cooking. I mean, said, you know, the biggest thing for me with, uh, with JP 13, man, is consistency, you know, definitely being locked in mentally and physically, you know, and but you see what he's capable of doing. So, I mean, look, we were very tough on him for valid reason, but here's the thing. I'm a big believer. I, I'm saying if he locks in and he's that consistent 20 plus every night guy, Man, he we could find a guy that we can build around, but I, I'm not saying the guy yet. But I'm saying he's definitely part of the equation as far as what we had to build upon in this rebuild. So look, I'm proud of him, man. I mean, this is definitely what we've been looking for. This is the guy that Kevin Garnett, you know, his first comment. <laughs> this is the guy he was talking about, man. Not the second comment, but the first one. You know, so I love what I see from man. JP, he looked good tonight, and you know, like I said, um, gave him a lot of smoky, but. We want him to succeed here in DC. That's the biggest thing, man. You know, we want to see him succeed. I mean, if you look at the team overall, real quick, I mean, he was a star of the show. I mean, Kyle Kuzma 27 points, seven rebounds, uh, five assists, shot 10 for 24. So we know you know Kuzma was that that the score, that 20 plus score that we need every night. He did it his thing as being a scoring guy. I mean, and you know, look, I was one of those guys that thought that maybe Gisper before that, he um he was scratched because of non-COVID illness. He might, should have started. And uh he was a little low on the shaman because, you know, going a uh, donut hole for points, but he responded too. I mean, 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, shooting six for 15, three afraid from three. So, I mean, overall, yeah, and I'm with you real quick. I mean, in 14 minutes, Rashawn Holmes looked really good, 11 points, and I believe seven rebounds. Yep. So, I mean, this was a – we played them tough. This is the type of performance you want from the team. They played a team in Cleveland which – they're in the mix in the Eastern Conference right now, so they're they're not a scrub team. They're a team that definitely challenging the Eastern Conference, and um, like you said, Ed, they kept Mitchell in check, but I felt like they they fought hard. So J, look, Jordan Poole, that goes all to you. Now let's see some consistency. That's where I'm at.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah, Jordan Poole. Uh, like he said, the whole Kevin that thing. It's good to see him on Hoop Central tonight on Twitter instead of Hater Central. And all the people on social media that just do their best. And, and Jordan Poole, that first game, I guess it was the, the Nuggets or the Thunder game where he did the inbounds pass where he threw it to himself or something like that. Yeah. He did a shack to the fool. You know, so it was a struggle. The first game he came off the bench, he played poorly. So it's not just, I'm not gonna yeah. say it's just because he's coming off the bench. You know, he's more locked in, he's more focused. So it, it took it took him a little bit of time. You could tell he was frustrated, he wasn't happy about it. The press game call, the post-game presser. You could tell he wasn't happy by, with some of his answers, but I think he's just humbled himself yeah. a little bit and he realized like hey you know his career i'm not gonna say his career is on the line but if he keeps it up playing like this one for 12 zero points six fouls and whatnot it's like no team's gonna want you at all so it's like you gotta look he had to look himself in the mirror and you know we we're talking about talk about this a little bit later but yeah he's looking himself in the mirror had a reality check in he's making the best of the situation and yeah. um it's not a not to look at the benching as a demotion but as a you know, uh, an ascension or something like that. I think Chris Miller said something like that when I was listening uh, to the yeah. show. <laughs> but it's not. A, don't look at it as a demotion, but look at it as a somewhat of a promotion. This yeah, where he can handle the ball and it's his show with the second unit. So we're gonna get to a quick break here. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Grammarly. Shout out to Grammarly. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get the, to get things done. And Gramly can help. Gramly is your A.I. writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. I use Gramly all the time uh, when I'm writing, when I used to do, when I was in school, when I would write papers, I use Gramly to check my work. When I write emails, I use Gramly all the time just to spell check and write and make sure there's no gr- grammatical errors at all when I'm sending an email. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites by understanding your writing and context. Grammarly provides relevant personalized suggestions. Their tone suggestions help you navigate even the most difficult work conversations as well. Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI with 14 of experience in just about every IT certification under the sun. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that helps your team make their point move faster. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download download it for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. And uh one last thing I'll say about the game too. Um, I do see some people complain about Brian Keith kind of giving him a hard time about this game. This is probably the first time he's really gotten a hard given a hard time. Another blowout is unacceptable against the Thunder, against the Nuggets as well. I mean, both those teams are just clearly better they're yeah. contenders, the championship contenders at this point. Um, so of course we knew we we're gonna lose those games. But I guess this time, you know, you look at the adjustments the Cavs took. They took a timeout, they went on 11 1-1. Uh, run. He put Tyus back in the game, yeah. so I do see some people complaining that you know he played Tyus and Jordan Poole down the stretch again. Jared Butler had some good moments too. Um, You know, didn't put up a lot of points. He Had two points, to assists. He did have a nice alley oop to um, Rashawn Holmes, but maybe they could have tried a bigger lineup down the stretch defensively. You know, they just yeah. struggled to get stops uh, towards the end of the game. So maybe that's one critique for Brian Keith. But I know he's going with the guy that he's you know that they've started the whole season and Tyus Jones. So. Uh maybe they they do need to make those adjustments and try different lineups out towards the end of the game. So we'll see. You know, Brian Keith is still kind of a learning process for him yeah. going down the stretch just to try out different lineups and, and different stuff like that. Maybe they could have tried a bigger lineup uh out there to get some stops. But uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. And uh yeah. Eugene, Eugene did not play at all tonight. He was a DFP.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at both games over the weekend, man. I mean, one game was not very competitive at all, and the second one against Cleveland was definitely competitive, but and th- th- really, the the, um, the Thunder game was probably the worst game we've had after the trade deadline, after the All-Star break, because most of the games have been pretty competitive. So I'm going to kind of say it's an off night. I mean, we're 9-48, and 48, so we've had a lot more off nights than we've had. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like to fight. You know, obviously, you know, Brian Keith is definitely learning, uh, being an interim head coach. But I'll, overall, I like what I've seen. Mm-hmm from the guys, how they respond to him being an um, interim head coach. He's definitely getting the best out, man, because, they, like I said, they fought every game. Um, so I guess it kind of leads to a question. Um, looking at, you know, Jordan Poole, um, I guess my question is, because I know that – I'm going to pull up. I know that Stephen A. actually had a comment where um, – let's go ahead and um, read it down. If you got to go ahead and read it, man. Um, I know Stephen A. he has
1: something to say yeah. about – He said uh, – he talked about Jordan Poole with, with him being benched. Uh, he said that Jordan point needs to adjust his behavior. He said you got an abundance of people who want him to fail. Talking about people in D.C., he's all alone on the basketball court. They don't care for him.
2: <laughs> I mean, my question for you is, <laughs> <my> question, <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Um, I guess the question for you is, for him to turn that corner, e, does he need somebody to help him, whether it's a coach, or, or is it up to him? You know, twenty-five million dollars a year. You know, you know. Does he need somebody to help him? Or do you think that this is something that he's going to have to conquer whether it's a physical or mental barrier? What do you think?
1: Yeah, it could be a combination, but it's definitely him. Like I was saying, he had to look in the mirror and humble himself, yeah. come off the yeah. bench and lock in and just take advantage and just look at it. Don't look at it as, you know, oh, I'm being benched. Like, you know, he's being punished or it's because he's terrible or whatever, even though some of it was because of that. Uh, But just look at it as like, hey, look, I'm out here with – you know, guys that need me to score, I'm I'm gonna be on a I'm gonna be on the floor with Rashawn Holmes and uh, Pat Baldwin Jr. And, and Jared Butler and Johnny yeah. and uh, Corey. You know, Corey's been scoring, but he's still a guy that kind of you know he needs somebody to, to set him up screens, passing the ball. And Jordan Poole is gonna be the only one on the court with those guys of that five man bench lineup or staggered lineups that you know can create a shot for themselves. And with that opportunity, it's like, hey, you know, he's got the he, – you know, he, he has the greenest of green lights. He had that before anyway. But, you know, now coming off the bench against second units, kind of against lesser competition, against lesser defenses, you know, he can get warmed up more and get more – once he gets more confident, he, he can be like a microwave scorer. Like, tonight he was a microwave scorer. He can score in bunches like he did with, with the Warriors, you know, just coming off the bench for Steph and play and just coming in and just cooking. And uh, that's what he did tonight, you know, coming off the bench for the Wizards. So Um, but, yeah, if it is toxic like that, Stephen, a you know, we know a lot of people don't trust his word and a lot of the things he says (laughs) and a lot of things he says. But it's like, you know, where is he getting this information from? And and it it could be true. I mean, it could be true. I'm not going to discount what he said. You know, maybe some people just don't care for him. You know, Kyle Kuzma yelling at him. Uh, not too long ago. He's not the first guy to do that. The long right, he's not the only one to do that. So guys must have been fed up with his attitude and the way he was acting and some of the shots he's been taking is certainly frustrating. I know Kuz is not innocent either, but, um yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you come to a different team and these guys, they're, they're probably fed up with it. They're probably fed up with, it, with the way he was acting, the way he was shooting. The fans were too. I mean, booing him and saying yeah. F Jordan Pool." So if the fans are doing it, then imagine guys who have to be with him every day in the locker room. They're probably fed up as well. But you look at the bench, they were excited to see him score. You know, guys are jumping up and down, crowd was going crazy. Guys look genuinely happy for him. So I'm not gonna take Stephen A's word for it hundred percent, but you know, he's hearing it from somewhere. And it looks yeah. like, you know, there there probably is a little bit of truth to it. So but at the end of the day, it's on him. We talked about the psychology, uh, sports yeah. psychologist. Um, I know you did I know you said some medicinal help, but I don't know <laughs> if that'll help it, if that will happen. <laughs> but uh whatever he did. <laughs> with this benching he's playing better and he plays the warriors we play the warriors next so that will be fun for him to, to play well i think he's gonna be even more motivated to play well against those guys of course uh so yeah i'm happy to see him lock in and be focused and and you know he hit some tough shots tonight 11 for 21 6 for 13 from the field um i want to see how many times he got to the free throw line tonight too because i know he's really good at that i want to see him do that more only three free throws but you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna critique him for that but um, yeah, I love the way he's playing right now. He's hit—he hit he had some tough shots. Not every night are those logo shots gonna hit from deep like that. But uh, I just want to see him playing with confidence. Some other nights he just has played with zero, zero confidence.
2: Yeah, I mean, I look—I said from day one, man, that I was a believer in Jordan Poole, man. But I mean, here's the thing: can can I mean take responsibility? I mean, that's my biggest thing. I mean, everything he's done on the court that he's being criticized for, he did of his own accord. So, I mean, you know, this whole nobody believes him, there's 25 million reasons why he should believe in himself. I mean, I, that's I mean, come on now. I mean, that, that's my biggest pet peeve about this whole situation is I get it, man. You know, I was one of his biggest advocates. Look, I get it. He's a young player. He hasn't hit his prime yet. He's talented. He could be an all-star if he locks in. I still stand by that. But, I mean, all the shenanigans, man, he did that. Nobody else did that. Nobody forced him to do it. He did that. You know, the bad attitude, the bad – I mean, the bad body language. He did that. Nobody forced him to do that. And I, it really bothered, especially Stephen A. Smith. See, this, Stephen A. Smith is always a guy to try to still smoke at people. And then he's the first guy to mold and nobody's helping him. Like, what are you talking about, man? I mean, you make $25 million. Go. I mean, that's all the help I need, brother. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's, it's definitely mental. I get it. Coming over from Golden State, you know, you're being booed, all these different factors. I get the psychology part of it. I get it. He's a young man. I get that. But at the end of the day, you have to perform. And he has not been performing to the level that we believe he can perform. And, I mean, it's not its not just throwing smoke at him, just to throw smoke at him. It's being 100%. Last year, we threw more smoke on Bradley Bill than anybody else on this roster, and for good reason. We didn't criticize anything off the court. We didn't criticize what he did on the weekends. We criticized the production on the court, which has stunk. I mean, so it, it's good to see him take that step. And I'm glad he's taking a step and he can lock in and be that player that we both think that he can be. I'm all for it, man. But what gets me is this whole, oh man, you know, don't don't be too hard on the guy. Why? I mean, what are you talking about, man? If if I work for the post office and, my, and the mail's all jacked up, who are you going to blame? Ghostbusters? I mean, no, nah, come on, man. You're going to blame the post guy. So, I mean, I don't understand the whole concept oh, don't be too hard on him, man. Look, you can pay me $25 million. You can yell at me all you want. I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like, he is a talented young player, and I think he can still figure it out. But stop making excuses for the guy. Look, you're the guy now. You and Kyle are the guys now. Be the guy, you know. And that's why I kind of stand with the E. You know, I still believe in what he's what, um he's trying to do, and I hope he can still be that guy. But not, this this whole you know Stephen, oh you know he's got no help. Get out of here, man. I mean, it does not it does not benefit his organization to not help the guy. I don't buy that. Nobody's helping him. Come on, man, get out of here. They did everything that he wanted. Uh, that he wanted coming into DC. They made. They did everything they could to make him comfortable. I mean, at the end of the day, he's gonna have to look himself in the mirror and say, "Look, I've got to change things." Because look, they benched him, and what did he do? He complained. No, it's not what they're trying to see from you. Humble yourself, because if you were playing the way you should been playing, would he be, would he have gotten benched? No, that we were not even having this conversation. So I just it really it just it bothers me when I hear that, man. It's like, oh oh she doesn't have the support. I don't want to hear that, man. This, uh, this organization has done everything they could to make him feel comfortable coming to DC, man. I mean, when he first got traded, they did all these little little videos on, on the YouTube side with him hanging out with Kyle Kuzma, him giggling and all this and taking pictures. No, nah, man, they're not gonna do that if they don't believe in you. Stop it. I mean, somebody has to take responsibility and and that's when i'm gonna get off my soapbox y'all <laughs> i'm gonna step off man but that's where i stand i believe in him i want him to succeed but man up and take responsibility you dictate your how you play nobody else does you're the guy who dictates play you know lock in and play and be that player that we know you can be but when you start blaming other people you're the one to puts the shoes on the place we just watch that's all i'm gonna say so um Yes, we can. You got anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Comments. Yeah, and
1: the whole thing about wanting to see him fail. Yeah, I don't know who he was talking about. But of course, for you know Will Dawkins and and Brian Keefe and the coaching staff, it would be the worst case scenario if he fails. Yeah, because you know you traded for that contract. Bobby Mark said now it's the worst contract in the NBA, but you, of course you want to see him succeed. You want to see all your players succeed, and and even down the line, like trading him, they yeah. do there was reports saying that they look at him as a guy that they're looking to trade in the future, instead of being a long-term asset, you know, you, there's no value there. If he, if he fails, so that would be the worst case scenario. So I, I don't know where Stephen is hearing this from. So, uh, but it is what it is on that. But yeah, like Jordan Poole, he has to look himself in the mirror. So it is really 90% him and then 10% the front office and coaching staff. Cause there were times where he was playing a point guard, but he was just terrible. He was playing yeah. bad basketball. It didn't matter whether he was on ball, off ball, whatever. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's better on ball," but even on ball, he was playing awful. The shots were terrible. He's, you know, not focused, acting a fool, not looking at the clipboard, not paying attention to coaches, getting the shot blocked by Porzingis, just being, you know, lackadaisical. So tonight, he looked locked on on both ends and played 100 effort. That's why. That's why. I, and I, I want to see that when the shots are not falling too. I want to see him play that hard when he's not hitting back to back threes. It has ten yeah. points in a span of one minute.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, I'm proud of him. I want to see more. I want to see more because I think I still believe he could be be that guy. You know, just take responsibility. Take responsibility, man. You know, your struggles were of your own accord. It's nobody else's fault. You know, and like I said, he's a young player. Um, I definitely think that, you know, help-wise, get an older head in there. Talk to him. You know, what I mean, that's that's the kind of support I can see. Get an old head in there. You know, there's former players around there all the time. Antoine Jameson. I don't know if he still works for the organization, but he's always been around there. I mean, you know, get somebody to talk to him, man. I mean, because he's a young man, but you know, that's where I, that, that's where I'm at, man. You know, take responsibility because the struggles are built on your own. You know, you're getting swatted by KP. You Nobody know, told you do all that. You know, so that's where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm hoping I hope that he can figure it out because he's a stud, and and you know, so. I definitely think that if he locks in, he could be that guy. So we're going to step right into comments. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Stitch Fit. You know that instant confidence boost you get from an outfit that makes you look real good, right? That's what I get from Stitch Fit. Easily upgrade your wardrobe this year with a professional stylist that helps you find new on-trend favorites that will work for you. My stylist always sends just the right pieces. And the fit is on point. I'm trying to tell you. It's like they have style ESP. I don't know how they do it they just get me. I'm trying to tell you. And if you don't love something, just send it back. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free, which is key. So style makes you feel as good as you look. Get started today at stitchfit.com slash locked on. That's stitchfit.com slash locked on.
0: Stitchfit.com slash locked. This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. on. All right. Stitch for (laughs) y'all. (laughs) Let's get
2: into (laughs) comments.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Let's see here. A lot of comments tonight. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll start with Johnny tonight. Uh, Vach or Vax uh, says Johnny Davis scored. I repeat, Johnny Davis scored. Uh, let's see here. Somebody else said something about Johnny Davis as well. Edian, I guess we'll just focus on the Johnny Davis comments real quick. Gotcha. Uh, Edian, Edian says, I don't think Johnny Davis is cut out for the NBA. I think there's another one in here too about Johnny Davis, but I, I can't find it right now. But uh, basically, J.D., okay, yeah, no, this is Vax again. He says J.D. got gotcha. his chance. And he got to start at the beginning of the third quarter, he wasted everything he needs to perform, but I don't think that can happen because his confidence is broken. So um, what I'll say about Johnny is it was disappointing with him getting five fouls. He fouled Max Struz very, very quickly in the third quarter, which was unnecessary. Then he fouled uh, Donovan Mitchell again, which yeah. was kind of unnecessary, but Donovan Mitchell is a heck of a player. And um you just got to sit with five fouls, man. You got an opportunity with Denny out, Blau out. Um, I feel like there's a, there was somebody uh, – Kispert. Kispert was out. I mean, so many guys out to the point where he just has to play, and they're trying to play him. And, you know, you can't keep your hands off people and not foul. And, you know, he hit a jumper. I, I like the move that he made to the middle of the court. He'd turn around fadeaway uh, free throw jumper. It was kind of like what he did at Wisconsin. So I was yeah. excited about that. He made his first shot and, you know, it just didn't didn't really build on it. So I'm yeah. not giving up on the young guy. Yes, his confidence is broken for sure. It's shot. The, the jumper is funky. Uh, it looks like I don't know what happened with the jumper and the yeah. developmental coaching staff and the shooting, the coaching staff here from last year and this year. They've been trying to fix it, but uh, it's still just still funky so uh it's just it's just not looking good for johnny man i'm a fan of his game really want to see him succeed but i just think that uh it's an uphill battle just to be just to say it nicely man i i just don't know and i think this regime they they i don't think they're high on him. i don't think this front office is very high on him because they did they barely wanted to play him before the all-star break he was getting a lot of dmps even when guys were out so um yeah, I, I just – it's its hard to see a bright future for Johnny at this point, but like I said, I still want to see more in the last 25 games.
2: Or yeah, John, Johnny Davis, yeah, mm. I mean, I'm not giving up, but I am to the point where I'm going to call it is a mispick. I mean, mm, yeah. you know, 10th t- 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 overall pick, and he is barely scratching the surface, is a mispick. And I, I'm not saying it's on Johnny. I mean, you can kind of look at the, the previous GM, Tommy Shepard, um, Whoever was trying to change into a point guard, whoever changed the shot. I mean, because it's not the same shot as he had in Wisconsin. So I mean mm-hmm. it's, it's it's tough to really pinpoint who to blame, but it's definitely certainly the blame. But it's to the point where he is what he is, man. And I mean, all you can do at this point is, you know, see what he can do in summer league. I mean, I mean, I I and that's really a question. I don't know if you know E. I mean, can he be in summer league uh third year? Or was it the first two years? I mean, because usually it's your first two years. You know what
1: I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen guys. I've seen guys do the th- do summer league in their third year. It's okay. not. It's not a good thing. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> it's not a good thing. But he might have to. I mean, he probably will. I I probably put him in the G League. I mean, in the uh, summer league again.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, keep working with him, man. But I mean, his confidence is shot. His value is at zero, and it only the only thing you can do is work with him. And some holding out hope that he could fit out, man. You know, just like Jordan Poole, just like Denny, just like Blau, I, I, just like Corey Kiss, but I want to see these young men prosper, man. But put the work in. I mean, you know, when you get the opportunity, you got to take advantage of the opportunity. You know, he's been looking pretty bad on the court, man. And it's just, you know, when you, when, you know, with this new regime, when did he get to the point where they quit? So, I mean, let's just hold out hope. But right now, it ain't looking good. Dude. <laughs> it ain't looking good right now for Johnny Davis, man. Um, see. We got a couple of shout outs tonight. Um, we're on Calaluchio. Oh lord, I butchered it. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, Brandon Scott and Ed Oliver. Appreciate you. Uh, 50 Payne said when you put Ed and Brandon's initials together, you get E B. That's the only E B on one watch. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <right? laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, few people, man. We always address everybody. Chris let's see. Uh, this is from This Is Our Future. We're doing says you'd have bad body language if your teammates were complaining when you had 41 points to. Forty-one, Lord. Uh, but when Denny got forty-three, pool kept feeding him, pay attention, Lord. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just gonna say this: I, the the guy struggles over his own man. Like we're not saying anything that is not related to the basketball court. Like bad body language. You're a professional. You're a professional. If if a cashier could get yelled at in a grocery store and still hold a poker face. He can't with $25 million a year? Like, what are we talking about, man? Like, I mean, come on now. It, the bad body language is on him. So I don't understand, you know, maybe you can respond. I don't know. <laughs> because I, I don't understand how the blame goes to anybody else for his bad body language, man. I don't get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not condoning him having bad body language at all. I mean, he just wasn't playing well. So the uh, body language aside, he just wasn't playing good basketball. He had a game where he had zero points and six fouls, He fouled out. Um, zero points against the Cavaliers and, uh, just the turnovers, the bad defense, uh, shot selection, taking, you know, deep threes with 15 seconds left on the shot clock. So there was a lot of things that he he just wasn't doing well. Um, yeah. I mean, when, when Denny had 43, yeah, Jordan Poole was definitely, uh, cheering for him, room for him being a good teammate. So yeah, I mean, that was fine for sure. Uh, Denny, when when Jordan Poole did have 41, he was complaining about not getting the ball in that one play. That wasn't a preseason. Uh, so I do remember what you're talking about. Of course, everyone knows what you're talking about. But yeah, Jordan Poole, he, he just wasn't playing good basketball. He wasn't. And uh, so I'm not condoning any, any bad body language from Jordan Poole at all for for that. Uh, but I love what, he, what I saw from him tonight. His body language certainly was better yeah. tonight. I think it was better last game, too, honestly. I think he's starting to turn a corner, turn a corner here. I don't want to see him keep it up, but, um, yeah, he, he's definitely he's definitely got to lock in and, and mature. I think maturity was a big thing here yeah. uh, that he's been struggling with. You know, just being a, in a different role, being asked to be a leader, being asked to be a starter full-time, those are some of the things he didn't have to do in Golden State. And he was – you know, he's a veteran on this team where Golden State, you know, he always had Steph, Clay, and some other guys. Yeah. Uh, ahead of him but now he had to step up and be more of a vocal leader and he's still kind of learning how to do that and it's it's tough it's been a tough adjustment for him so far but you know him coming off the bench I think he can focus more on on his game and what he does best and go against second unit. So uh we'll see what happens with that.
2: Yeah I mean I'm with you man I, I will say this before we roll man um I want him to shut me up. Like like tonight I was mm. proud because look you got behind the crowd got behind him you know, I like that dog mentality, man. I want him to. I want him to respond, man. I was just about to bring that up. I guess we're rolling on here. Man. Uh, Shook, yeah, I guess we're wrapping on that. Right? Uh, was Uh Shook Biz said, uh, "Oh, <laughs> going to the go-go. That's cold, man." <laughs> Shook Biz once said, "I want to take this time to mention it's been 30 minutes with zero coughs, turnovers for Ed. Hey, hey, man. I'm saying.
1: Most thank improved caller, man." Thank you, Shuggs. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You know? It's, yes, sir. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> so I but guess we'll wrap it up roll. here. Uh, we'll do this for tomorrow night. We're going to preview the uh Warriors game. All the comments that we did not get a chance to get to. We'll get to those. And uh after the Warriors game, it's a West Coast road trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1030, a couple of them. Yes, sir. Oh, I know you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Shout out to Crystal Scott as well. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.